Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your humble host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure as always to be here. It's going to be a fantastic and fun and productive show, so looking forward to it. Yep, and the feedback from yesterday's show, and this is the second uh, part of yesterday's show, was fantastic. You guys really seem to uh, appreciate the fact that we are helping you drill down on why specifically you didn't take the listing. And, you know, it happens to all of us. Anyone who's, you know, been in the real estate industry, they've been in a situation where they went on an appointment, everything seemed like it was perfect, and guess what? They hired the other agent. You're in the industry long enough that it's going to happen uh, more than once, and it, you know, I've just had this thought pop in my head. Some of you are listening, and you're saying, every appointment I've ever gone on, I've taken. Well, the answer is you just haven't gone on enough appointments, and or, and or, guys, you are simply going on appointments with centers of influence and past clients, and you have yet to step into the true arena and start competing for listings with folks that don't know you or only sort of distantly know you. That's where the next level in a lot of your career growth is going to come from, is your willingness to actually learn how to sell at a very high level using a great pre-listing pack, a great presentation, objection handling, the whole nine yards, um, and then actually starting to compete with some of the top agents in your marketplace. A couple little secrets for you guys. Number one, um, you're the, it's easier than you think to beat the top agents. It totally is true because the top agents are generally speaking complacent. They're not mm-hmm. going to have um, you know, the desire or haven't had the desire in a long time to have an organized presentation, to have a pre-listing pack like the one that our coaching clients use um, that will essentially, in many cases, at least 75% win the listing for you before you get there. So that's really something you guys need to take into consideration, that for the most part, getting listings is easier than you think. Getting lots of listings, even from top producers, is easier than you think. Getting listings from the neighborhood expert agent is easier than you think. Getting listings from all varieties of different agents who you might think are unbeatable is easier than you think when you simply have an organized presentation, which leads me to my secondary point before we get back to our topic, is that there is no such thing as anyone who is a true professional in any industry. And you guys can challenge me on this until the cows come home, or being that we're in Texas, the longhorns, <laughs> longhorns come home. That's right. Uh, and the, but this is this will be true. There's nobody that do, that is a true professional that does not follow a scripted presentation. Now, does that mean they're sitting there reading a script like somebody who's selling, you know, magazines over the phone? No. It means they have a certain process that they follow, and that certain process gets them to a predictable results. Now, do we have scripts? Do we have objection handlers? Do we have a presentation? Do we have everything that you need to be a kick-ass listing agent? Of course we do. Do we want you to follow our scripts exactly? No, we don't. What we want you to do is use the scripts. We want, to, want you to internalize the scripts. And we want you now to personalize the scripts. So memorizing scripts, using words, using phrasing that is not your own, makes it so that you're having an inauthentic experience with that potential seller, and they will detect it on you. 
you're going to all of a sudden go from being yourself to all of a sudden using some script that it doesn't sound like you, and you're going to look fake, which is a big fear that most of you rightfully have. So our suggestion, the way we coach all of you and the way we coach our coaches to coach all of you, is simple. We want you to certainly um, – you know, we want you to not necessarily memorize, but we want you to internalize, and then we want you to personalize the scripts. Julie, what's the difference between internalizing and memorizing? Well, internalizing, you have for the most part memorized, although not worried about being exactly crazy verbatim. You know it well enough that you can personalize it, meaning you really make it your own. Maybe if you're in the South and you've got a particular way of speaking or phrases that you use, it's going to be different than somebody selling in Hawaii. That just makes sense. You're both using the same basic strategy and scripts, but you're not going to sound identical. You're going to have personalized that. You know, a lot of you guys are good at speaking with your hands, for example, or writing things down and what works for you presentation-wise, but you cannot here's, – here's the morsel of, of – you know, here's the pearl, as Howard Brinton would say, Right. The pearl is you cannot personalize until you have internalized. You can't just read a script three times and say, all right, I'm ready to make it my own. It doesn't work that way. You do have to have some level of practice, and we always coach, and our coaches coach, your best practice is in the real world with real people so that you can earn while you learn. You don't have to be perfect at it to be helping a lot of people at a high level. And the more presentations you go on, the more polished. I know, you know, our, our what, however many thousandth, uh, presentation was far different than even the hundredth one or the tenth one. It gets better, more polished, more personalized. You try things out, you see what works, you keep on doing it. So I think that's the difference between personalizing and internalizing versus just being a script reader. That's right. And um, again, don't forget this point. You and, and everyone else who strives to be at the very top of their game are always using what, an, what is, in essence, a scripted performance or a scripted presentation. When you go on a listing appointment, guys, um, the words that should be popping into your head are showtime, right? And we're going to get to some of these finer points in a second as we get back to our topic. I think Julie just had a little epiphany to add, to add point number 11. I think I just heard mm -hmm. that. So, so the idea here, guys, is when you go on a listing appointment, you will feel so much more confident, so much I mean, it's exciting. It's fun. It's the best part of real estate, going on a listing appointment, especially when you're competing. But you know you've sent out, uh, you know, essentially a class-leading pre-listing pack. You know you're following a process that works. You know that you personally look and feel fantastic. You walk and meet with that seller. You're going to radiate all kinds of success. They're going to be attracted to you. They're going to want to do business with you. Whatever they say, however they say it, you're going to be like, I am ready for whatever you have to say. Whatever crazy objection, Mr. Seller, you come up with, I have got it covered already. Now, you're not going to say that because obviously that would be cocky. Right. Uh, but the reality of it is, is you that you're going to have that. You can think it. Um, and oh, that actually is an interesting side point. You will find the deeper you go down uh, this, you know, this well, uh, it, or rather the higher you climb on the mountain might be the better analogy, you'll find that the sellers literally always ask you, the same questions in the same order, no matter what price range, no matter what market. It's almost like they have a coaching company that is coaching them how to interview you guys. Well, so it is that, that predictable. It really is, and that's true with all the. That's also true with any kind of over the phone work you'll end up doing. All that. Um, 
So that should give you confidence knowing that you know what they're going to say before they even have the thought to say it, which, by the way, leads back to why you need, must be using our pre-listing pack, because our pre-listing pack is designed specifically for you to send to sellers before you go on the appointment, ideally a day or two before you go on the appointment, and it's every single potential you know, wackadoodle thought that they might ever have about your commission, about the length of the commission, uh, about the length of the listing contract, what you're going to do to get the home sold, what you're going to do this, what you're going to do. So every potential question that makes agents uh, squirm on listing appointments has already been asked, already been answered in the pre-listing pack. So when you go there, all that stress that's normally there from you, and by the way, from those sellers, it's not like they're used to interviewing salespeople. It's not like they're excited and enthusiastic about having you in their house. The fact that you have alleviated all those you know, normal stresses and strains, and you're there basically to answer any final questions about staging and price, that makes the whole process so much more fun. Some of you who are uh, look at listing appointments as um, the height of frustration, pain, confusion, uh, and just basically fear, your mindset's going to totally change. And see, here's, the, here's what makes me truly excited about this for all of you. When you start following a consistent system and you start getting consistent results, then your world shifts. And then your mind goes to, all right, I get it. Now what can I do to be getting more listing appointments? And all this other crap, all this other static that you guys – unfortunately, waste your time on, will automatically be, you know, in many cases, just not done anymore. And that would be all the passive lead generation things that some of you waste so much of your time and effort on. And all your energies are going to go to, okay, what are the things I can do now to get myself in front of more sellers? Because I'm so confident that I can get that appointment because I love going on listing appointments. What can I do to get more? That process right there, guys, is the magic is the epiphany that I want all of you to experience because then you have leverage. Then you can become a listing agent. Then you can have, you know, the freedom and the control of your schedule and normal working hours. Guys, do listing agents work on the weekends? No. Not if they don't want to. Do listing agents work in the evenings? No. Not if they don't want to. They have schedules. They keep to a certain regimen. And once they get up to a certain number of listings, then they can delegate and they can have what's called a normal life. They don't have to sacrifice their family. They don't have to skip vacations. So, Julie, let's get to our next point, point number five, right? Perfect. So we're talking about when you don't get listings, why is that? So if you missed points number one through four, go back to previous radio shows and get caught up. Point number five, being rigid with your commission and or pricing and not creating a game plan so the seller still feels like they're winning. This is a mistake, being overly rigid with things like your commission and pricing. Now, the script, no any other questions, is not an effective script, especially if the seller is doing multiple transactions with you. They're a repeat client, they're a referring client, someone who's tight on funds to make the move at all. That isn't going to work, okay? So just be careful with being overly rigid with your commission. That is a specific mistake. Learn how to use the unique selling propositions that our coaches teach so that the commission objection won't even come up. Make sense, Tim? Yes, and you guys are going to have to, coaching clients, you know what you're talking about. Make sure that you learn the techniques and the scripts necessary uh, because the last thing you want a seller wants to hear, especially in this market, when they ask you about commissions, is that you're inflexible. Now, here's the thing. I know you guys in Manhattan because we coach some of the top agents in New York City, as many of you know. 
I know some of you in L.A., you have these structures where the broker says you have to take X percent. I get it. But you know as well as I do that if you double in the listing, the commission is going to change. You know as well as I do that there are situations that happen every single day where the commission isn't so rigid. So the reality of it is, is even the most you know, sternly, this is our commission, take it or leave it type brokerage, which is plenty of them out there. Even in those situations, of course, there's a commission, the commissions get adjusted. By the way, when I say commissions adjusted, they're not just going down. Commissions sometimes will go up. You guys who hear these, you get stuck in this paradigm about, oh my God, they're, you know, or commissions, I have to keep, you know, keep my 6% or my whatever. Well, guys, why don't you raise your commissions? In some of your markets, Michigan, some parts of Ohio, you know, where the sale price is not where you want it to be, raise your commission and learn how to justify to the seller why you're worth more. We teach you how to do that, so just adopt those concepts. Next point, Julie. All right, the next point is number six. It's a mistake to use a canned presentation that you do exactly the same way exactly every time instead of asking what the seller needs and presenting to that. Here's the big secret to that. It's easier and more effective to present to what the seller actually values versus assuming that you know it already. Show respect by asking questions and addressing their real concerns. And we all, every single coach that's coaching for us, as well as you, Tim, and certainly me, I have lots of stories and examples, very specific examples of where our coaching clients have cleaned the clock of other people they've been give competing one. against. Specifically give one. You don't have to about this. Julie, give, give, <laughs> no, I know who you're thinking about. I, you told me about this the other day. I'll set it up. We don't have to use names, okay? okay. You got it. All right, mm -hmm. Be because I'll, I'll, well, I'll give you guys some background. One of our coaches, and this is true, in L.A. was competing against. Who is also against, a long-term coaching client and, as well as a coach. Go ahead. Right, of ours, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, hell, we'll drop her name, Christine Fine, okay? She was competing against, and we won't drop his name, somebody who's a, uh, who is a coach himself, okay? True story. So it's not, not just for us. experience. If, right, not for us, against a, uh, with another key, uh, coaching company. And this other coach, uh, this other agent who she was competing against in L.A., uh, was following a very rigid, you know, sign the contract, please, take it or leave it, you know, this is how it works, and if you don't like it, hit the road type presentation. Mm -hmm. um, it's a typical 1970s boiler room type selling where you walk into the listing presentation, you know, you don't really ask the seller what it is specifically that they're wanting to learn before they make the decision who they're going to hire to sell the house. You know, it's again, it's the sort of, you know, dogmatic. It's this is I'm going to give you my presentation. This is what I'm going to mm -hmm. talk about. If you don't like it, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay? I believe it. So yep. she followed our listing presentation. Of course, she's one of our longtime coaching clients and she's a great coach herself. She followed our listing presentation, and she cleaned his clock not once but three different times. <laughs> and it wasn't okay? just against him in particular. There were three other agents in addition to him that they were all competing against each other. And now, to Christine's credit, she asked the seller because she's always honing her skill. I'm curious, what made your decision? They said. Why did you hire me? Exactly right? what they Why said. Why did you hire me? Why did you hire yeah. me versus someone else? And they said, quote, you were the only one who asked us what was important to us. 
Okay, so we are just giving you a little glimpse into our listing presentation and the specific thing that we're talking about now. Now, our listing presentation, this is just part of it, right? I think this is step seven. And it's called the intro to the Sharpie close. And the Sharpie close is a copyrighted trademark name, so if I see anybody else using it, you're going to get a call from our attorney. But here's the reality of it. When you're starting, and I'm not going to explain it, but here's the essence of it. Mr. Seller, listen, I know you're busy, and I don't want to be here all night. Um, what are the two or three things that you're looking for in the agent that you hire for the job of selling your home? Asking that question, you will discover that what you thought that they would be interested in is not what they thought or what they're interested in at all. They're looking for something completely different. And the very fact that you stopped yourself and you asked what was important to them and you wrote those things down and you just presented to those points will get you the listing provided you've sent a pre-listing pack ahead of time, okay? That's right. Because you asked what mattered to them. All of us assume the sellers are going to arm wrestle us over price and commission and listing term and whatever else, marketing, right? All of us assume those are going to be the same things that are going to be important to every single seller. That is dumb to assume that. Nowadays, people are motivated by numerous things, and if you don't slow yourself down to ask them what's important to them and just sell to those particular things, You'll just be like every single other agent. You will not differentiate yourself. The fact that you were the guy or gal that asked them what was important to them and presented to those things. So, Mr. Seller, I'm hearing you say what matters to you is um, being able to have possession of the house and, uh, through, the, you know, basically for the next 90 days, even if it goes into contract. So we want to do some sort of lease back. I also heard you say that it's really important that uh, we're working with uh, these uh, relocation companies, because you know all your neighbors are working for these big companies and they work for these relocation companies. I also heard you say that you're very uh, specific about when you want to allow showings because you don't want to be uh, too disruptive to your families. So those are the three things that are your primary concerns um, that you need to have satisfied before you choose the agent for the job of selling your home. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So let me ask you, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, if I can 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt um, satisfy you uh, that I will uh, certainly, uh, you know, play heed to these specific concerns and I'll adjust my approach to accommodate those specific concerns, would there be any reason that we wouldn't be able to move forward today, this evening, um, and you hire me for the job of selling your house? Would there be anything else that would come up that would uh, stand in the way of us being able to do business starting to get uh, together today and they're going to say no yes maybe so and then if they don't say anything if they say anything other than yes absolutely if you can 100% satisfy me that you know you'll fat, that you'll focus on those major concerns and you know I'm I'm happy with whatever else you have to say I'll definitely list with you if they say that boom you're done if they say maybe or no then you have to say okay well then what else is it that would be standing in the way of us being able to do business together yeah, and then you deeper. might find some other things right dig deeper mm -hmm. ask another question and whatever it is that they say, I want to, you know, I have to be happy with your price. Fine. Now you have a fourth thing that you need to address. So pull out of the seller what's going on in their mind and have them commit to you that once you satisfy, once they're satisfied that you will, uh, that you are the person that can, you know, address that specific concern at the highest level, they will hire you. Now here's the key. Do not, when you're presenting, do present to those specific things. But don't go from one thing to the next before you've asked them if you've satisfied their concern. So the essence of the Sharpie close is you write down all four of their concerns, 
on a yellow tablet of paper with a red Sharpie pen, that's the name, and before you move on from the first concern to the second concern, you have to ask, all right, Mr. Seller, one of your concerns was uh, that my marketing plan was going to be able to get your home to, uh, you know, sold and that we have the, it's been proven to work in your marketplace with you know, this price range. And Do you have any questions about my marketing plan? No? Great. Are you 100% being a shadow of a doubt satisfied that my marketing plan will get your home sold? Yes? Great. Then cross it off and then go on to the next one. And then what happens is after you've addressed all three or maybe four of their concerns, at that point, you'll have shown them that you will have focused on what was most important to them. They'll have seen that you removed all their objections right there in front of them on the you know red Sharpie pen has crossed off their objections. And then you'll say, well, great, looks like we're on the same page. Let's go ahead and get the paperwork out of the way. It's that easy. Okay, now that's just part of the listing presentation. Yeah. But that is what the difference is that you guys learn when you're working with us versus all these other approaches that have been out there since, you know, the Carter administration. Julie, what's the next point? But, so it kind of sounds like you might have done some work on this, personalizing, internalizing, and using it, just saying. <laughs> right? So note to self, guys. It does take work, and it does take the effort, and if you are not walking away with the listings you want, this is where your work's got to be. So mistake number seven, and this is such an easy thing to fix, showing up late. What a huge mistake. This shows disrespect, and already you're on bad footing before you even open up your mouth. Here's a secret. It's not just analytical types that look to see if you're on time. Show up early. Don't park in their driveway. Call first to confirm. Be the professional if you wish to be paid like one. So stop showing up late. Point number eight, another mistake. And we've talked about this a lot because it's such a huge mistake, not using a pre-listing package. Without a great, proven pre-listing package, you are signing yourself up to hear objections at the end of your presentation instead of closing at the end of your presentation. Handle all of the objections before you get there. So all you have to do, to what Tim said earlier on the radio here, all you have to do then is go over pricing, answer their questions, present to what's important to them, do your light presentation, and close. So again, the mistake is showing up without having used a pre-listing package. And i got to stop on this just for a second, Tim, because a lot of agents, you were talking about this at the top of the show today, a lot of agents say, why would I need that? I've taken everything I've gone on. If you're still taking everything you've gone on, it means you are doing repeat referral friends and family. You will run out of that. I can't tell you what day, but it happens to every single agent. Don't wait until that happens because when it does, that means you've got to get this skill to take your business to the next level. Many agents wait until they have an assumptive listing that they lose and they're surprised that they lost and then they get the pre-listing package together. That costs you valuable time and money to do that. So the secret is, even if you don't feel like you need one yet because you've been taking all of them, congratulations to you, you're doing a great job. What happens on the next one that you have to compete for? So the mistake, not using a pre-listing package. And we've made it much easier for our coaching clients. We essentially do it's just short of doing it for you is all I can say about that. Does that make sense, Tim? I mean, we pound on this pre-listing package idea, but it's so critical. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. And if you don't use it, you're basically leaving the listing there for the other agent to take. So Julie said something there a second ago. I hope you guys heard it. Most of you don't take this seriously until you lose. Most of you are just basically going to say, I've got all my ducks in a row, I'm good. And then what happens is, they base, is you're going to start coasting, you're not going to have a very good pre-listing pack. You're going to use the packet of 
you know, stuff that your broker gives you. You're not going to have a very good listing presentation. You're going to lose something you or use something you patched together from the internet. You know, you're not going to have an organized approach. You're not going to, and then someone's going to clean your clock. Maybe one of our coaching clients, and then you're going to say, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" And then some of you are going to say, "Well, it was an aberration," and you're going to blame something else. You're going to blame. So you're going to say and rationalize because you probably won't call and ask why the seller hired the other agent because you don't want to hear it. So you'll just say, oh, they must have known each other, or they were related. or I there didn't was some, want it anyway. In, I didn't want it anyway, right. There was some <laughs> inside track that that other agent had that I didn't have. You're going to rationalize your failure. Then you'll do it again. Then you'll do it again. Then you'll do it again. And then you'll say, oh, crap, something's changed. Don't wait for the something to change. Don't wait to even lose the first listing. You guys have to take this seriously. So, Julie, I had, I'm had i going to cover a couple of questions that we've gotten. Sure. Um, I've received an email. And remember, you guys, email us anytime. Communicate, show ideas, topics, folks we should be interviewing. All that stuff is very warmly welcomed. Um, so, by the way, email tim at timandjulieharris.com and julie at timandjulieharris.com. Someone asked me, a new agent actually, what would be the number, like, number one, two, and three things I should be doing to learn how to lead generate? Uh, number one, and I'll just go through these really quick, Centers of Influence and Past Clients is a great place to get started. We have a proprietary system that helps you guys build that list if you don't have one. A lot of you uh, don't have very big uh, past client lists, no problem. You can your, make your Centers of Influence list just as powerful. So there's that. Number two, you absolutely positively have to be using MojoSales.com. If you're not using MojoSales.com, you're missing the boat. MojoSales.com in my opinion, should be required for every licensee uh, in the United States. It is the perfect uh, – it's like a business organization system. It truly is. The system is great. You really need to look into it. It helps you uh, organize who you should be calling, how you should be calling them. It helps you keep track of your notes. It helps you to remind you when to do lead follow-up. Some of you are thinking, well, Tim, that sounds like a CRM. It's that. It is a CRM, but it's so much more. So you definitely want to be looking at uh, MojoSales.com. And the other must-have that I would definitely be doing for all of you is going to be 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Yes, I know the website's a little wonky, but here's the thing. It's an inexpensive way to generate leads. So once you basically have figured out how to build your center of influence and past client spoke, your initial lead generation spoke, as we call it, spokes on the wheel, give the wheel more integrity. So that's always your first one. Your secondary one, for the most part, is going to be uh, what, re what you need to be doing, which is picking up the phone and making direct contacts. You know, again, centers of influence and past clients, if you think calling and emailing them alone will get you into the end zone, it won't. You need to be picking up the phone. And then obviously we want you focusing on centers or on, uh, unrepresented owners, FISBOs, and expires, and a lot of other sources too. Um, and then 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, you're going to start taking listings. Even if not, you can run some direct response ads on Craigslist, on other places too, and start getting folks to call you. These are the least expensive, most effective things that you can do to generate business quickly. If there's ever anything we can be doing for you, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And remember when you do, just for requesting the free coaching call, guys, we give you copies of our two books. Now, if you want to go to Amazon, and actually we have, I don't know, eight books now? If you want to go to Amazon and you want to buy these books, we appreciate that, okay? That's great. 
because, you know, that's it, but we'll give them to you. So you don't have to spend any money. All you got to do is request a free coaching call, free coaching calls for agents.com, and you get our business plan, which is the real estate treasure map, and you also get Think and Grow Rich. Um, you guys will recognize the title. We've re-released Napoleon Hill's uh, great book that has been inspirational to so many of us, and we have added content specifically for agents. So Think and Grow Rich for real estate and real estate treasure map, make sure when you re- you know you will get those automatically when you request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys? Yeah, I mean, this is one of our most critical topics, so that's why it's taking two or three radio shows to do all of this for you. This is really the tip of the iceberg. It should just help highlight where you need to work on specifically. So if you need help navigating through that and you're having your aha moments, ah, oh, if I just did that, oh, my listing life would change. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and let us help you do that faster. And uh, we will pick up where we left off tomorrow on tomorrow's radio show. So we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.